Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome to This Week in Production. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and not even a kitchen on fire or a flat tire can prevent this podcast from being recorded. Episode 65 is next. Before I get to this week's topic, I want to encourage you to send me your comments and feedback. Please email thisweekinproduction at gmail.com or call me on my Google voicemail. I'm not going to answer, but it's, it's a voicemail box that you can leave a message. 601-564-TWIP, T-W-I-P, 601-564-8947. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you, comments, suggestions, good, bad, or whatever. You want to yell at me? You want to tell me I suck? Please, I welcome it. Okay, let's get back to this week's topic. Joining me tonight on the TWIP hotline is a friend and colleague. You know him from previous, many previous TWIP episodes, Mr. Tom Chartrand, Shoreline Digital Media. Tom, how are you? Hey, Art. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. We're surviving uh, the, uh, the, the end of trying to cook a pesto pizza, and sometimes those things just don't go well. This, this has really been some, this today in particular for you and me has been some <laughs> yes. day. I mean, you, you almost had to put out a kitchen fire prior to recording this podcast, actually during the first take of recording this podcast. Cool. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, no. I was thinking when we were doing our first talk about this, it's, it's like, you know, these times we've had to relearn everything and redo the way we approach production. And it's literally a dumpster fire or an oven fire of getting used to new technology, new ways of doing things and the stress involved with it. That is very true. And, and last week <laughs> I had uh, our friend Lulita on. And we were uh -huh. talking about managing multiple tasks and delegation and how you handle that sort of stress. But this right. week, this week for me was a different level of stress. This was stress for a couple of big projects that were coming to a head. Both mm -hmm. were live streaming jobs. You were involved in both of them. That was not the cause right. of the stress. But <laughs> thank you for saying that. Uh, that's but, still up for evaluation. <laughs> but they were very stressful. And I want to talk about those two yeah. projects tonight in as much detail as we can. But let's start with the first stress test, mm -hmm. which was Tuesday, where okay. about about a week ago, I was given a heads up that a, a job that I had casually quoted, which was a couple of live stream remote contributors, recording, nothing too heavy, mm -hmm. turned into right. a pretty big project, which is what I would call like a Shark Tank style show, right? where there would be teams with multiple people, and they would be presenting to a panel of judges. There would be a gallery of producers listening and watching. And then they, would, they wanted to do post 
presentation interviews. And, and originally, this, again, was supposed to be something very simple. And then it turned into, well, we want a green room, and we want a production room, and we want a interview room. And by the way, we want it to be a seamless transition between all of these pieces. You know, of course, it wasn't what I had sort of anticipated. It wasn't what I quoted. And No, and your mind says, how do I make this happen? How do we do this virtually when people are all over the country and everything else? So I'm going to raise my second sip of Don Julio double cask and say, how the hell do we make it happen? Well, cheers to you. I will I will tell mm. you. I will tell you. So for <laughs> for me, when I get a big complicated you know job like this where I need to figure out some things, the first thing I do is I I, I try to talk it out in my head. Mm-hmm. And then usually when that doesn't go right, I'll call someone like you or you know other people that I know that I trust and I'll just start talking. And even though you might not know what the heck I'm talking about, <laughs> just the fact that you're there and you're asking questions and you're offering certain things, it, it does help me with the process. So, you know, talking it out was sort of the first step. And we we were figuring out a way to approach right. bringing people in who don't know how to technically do maybe a remote contribution video you know, recording, how to bring them in, sort of screen them, get them set so that when they go into the room, the production room, the studio, if Mm -hmm. you will, that they're ready and how to do it seamlessly. And, you know, it might be something that some people say, well, you can do it on Zoom. Yes, maybe you could do it on Zoom. Zoom has its own set of problems and issues and and weaknesses, and it's not the ideal platform. And of course, this particular client, um, they're prevented corporately from using Zoom. So that really wasn't an issue. But a shout out to uh, the Mimo Live Boinks software. I've talked about them many times. They are fantastic. They have a really good platform called Mimo Live that is very, very flexible. And we thought, I thought, and you agreed with me, so I'm holding you partially accountable. Absolutely. We decided that we could probably move people around in two rooms and accomplish effectively what they wanted to do. And right. and this was a fairly complicated setup. They were talking about five teams, each coming in an, on their own time slot. And the teams had anywhere from three people to eight people. Right. And then there were five four judges there were seven producers there were two interviewers and all of these people needed to be able to connect into the session watch the stream comment you know in the stream perhaps and then they wanted this wasn't a live show i should have started maybe with that because it was live streaming but it wasn't live they wanted to edit it right it was all streamed in for post so not only did you have your you know, three shots, four shots, eight shots, but you needed ISO records of everything. So it was such a heavy data load that, you know, it was daunting. It it was daunting. And, and the fact that they only gave me a week of pre-production time, like not even pre-production, just a week to figure out how to do it. And while you were off on another job. While I was off at another <laughs> job that was, you know, mentally 
totally debilitating to me was right just crazy but anyway tuesday was the first go round of this what was supposed to be two days but now it's three days right and we knew that the eight person session was going to be heavy because that was going to be yeah, a technical something challenge. like yeah. 21 iso records 21 remote connections eight people on the screen at the same time. I mean, if you know anything about live streaming, you know how taxing that can be on a system. On a software-driven ISO record system, too. Yeah, and and of course, you know, we couldn't really stress test it ahead of right. time. So we knew that that eight group, and I, I was smart enough to say, listen, do the eight group on the second day. Let's try to get through the <laughs> yeah. first day on an easy note. So we started off with a group of three, with the five judges or four judges, with the eight producers, interviewers. And, you know, we had a very, I think it was clever. We had a very clever way of using absolutely these uh, remote WebRTC calls and not using them at the same time, but giving someone a URL, letting them connect into the main room. The main room was going to be where they were doing green room stuff, and then we would mm -hmm. bring the judges in, meaning we would turn the judges' video feeds on and the return video feeds and their audio. Which was really smart in its own. I mean, you were able to turn off what the judges were able to see so that you could talk to the presenters and, you know, basically, you know, turn on, put the, you know, the shades up and the shade down, you know, all within one call. It was It was fascinating. Yeah, it was actually a very... I think it was a good use of the of the technology. I wished it was an easier yes. way to do it quickly. And I mm -hmm. probably, if I had more time, I probably could have programmed some shortcuts and some layer sets to do multiple, you know, turn offs and turn ons. But yes, right. brought them into the main room, checked them out, brought the judges in, did a whole bunch of recordings, ISOs, programs, all these splits. And then, since you had the same uh, URL list for the interview right. room. That was clever. The yeah. idea was that I would disconnect from them. They would stay essentially connected, but not connected. And then right. you would open up your document in the same with software. The same URLs. With the same right. URL. And you would just reconnect them. And magically, they would appear in your software without having to do anything on their end. And that really worked well. Every time they were surprised, they're like, oh, oh, this is cool. You know, and you were, and that let you go with the next group. So it really did keep things on schedule. Right, and right. So, so we were able to pull off two control rooms and the same set of links. So the end user's experience was pretty simple. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so the first group actually went really well. It started off that they wanted to play, they had slides and they wanted to share their screen right. and show their slides, which was fine. But one of the slide decks had these uh, audio embeds in the slide deck and they wanted to hear it. And of course, the WebRTC client does not support, you know, multiple audio paths. It's, it's just the right. microphone or whatever your default audio source is and either the camera or the desktop doesn't support desktop and microphone, right? It doesn't do right. that. 
So that it wouldn't pass through. That turned into a little bit of a rabbit hole because I said, well, send me the deck. I'll run it from a laptop. I'll feed the laptop into Mimo as a you know video source and it'll carry the audio and I'll play it out for you. Just tell me when to advance the slides. And of course, now I must have eight laptops here. <laughs> I do. I literally have eight laptops. So the one that I grabbed, which was the one that was closest to me, happened to be running the beta of Big Sur, which is the next Mac OS. And I didn't and really think know. about it. I didn't think about <laughs> it, right? But I hook up the stuff that I've used a million times before. I have a, a AGA UTAP HDMI uh, input right. box on USB 3.0, and I put the output of uh, my mini dock into that and fed it in, and I got the video fine. Couldn't get the audio to come through. And I chased this down, you know, mentally and through software for about 15 minutes. And I'm like, I just, I can't get it to go. Right. So we, we just said, we're going to go anyway, and they're just going to talk about the slides. And then we'll put the slides in and editing with the audio and the video. Right, because everything was for post. Everything was for post. So we, we got off to a late start, and that wasn't great. But we started off the second session going well. And then we started getting um, fuzzy video, choppy video, choppy audio. Really was how it, how it manifested itself. Right. And I tried to do as much as I could without stopping, trying to reconnect them. Nothing would work. And I checked, you know, like my inbound speed. And I've got a I've got a half gig fiber symmetrical line here. So I really didn't think I was having any inbound or outbound traffic issues. I was trying to do something clever. And I was probably too clever for my own good. Because I was recording all of these ISO splits, all right. the ISOs of all the presenters, the judges, and then I could do one, what we call the program out, I could record one program out into the file. And that right. would be either the, the contestants in a three up or the judges in a four up. And I was trying to help the producer in editing by not having to have him reconstruct the multi-boxes. Right. So I thought about a way to run two MIMO documents, have basically two live streaming documents open at the same time. And I thought if I send the outputs, the three contestants' outputs from one MIMO document via NDI, I can pick them up in a second document and record a second split so I can have the judges in a quad box on one document. I can feed the contestants' ISOs out to another document, and I can record um, a three-up. So I could basically do right. two ISO multi-box records, which I couldn't do in one document. And Art, this is what I love and hate about you. When the developers of the software say, what is it you're trying to do? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, they they I, I just did, couldn't wrap their own heads around it. I did, I did email them after and said, do you think this will work? And I said, are you effing crazy? <laughs> and I said, maybe. So, so I set this up and I said, let me try the first one and see if it works. And if it doesn't work, I'll just bail out and I'll go back to doing right. the normal. But, of course, 
The first one worked great. I actually had two documents open. I did two multi-box records, plus all the ISOs. And I was like, wow, man, this Mac Pro, the best investment I made. Happy with the Meanwhile Live. Everything's working great. Everything seemed like it would be there, yeah. And then I got greedy. <laughs> then I got greedy because I decided not only did I want the three box, but I said, let me, instead of sending three NDI sources out, let me make it a little easier for the contestants and I'll send the four judges out to the other document and I'll do the three contestants on the main line so everyone can see them. And something choked. I had four NDI outputs going out of the same Mac and into another document, plus all the ISO feeds, all the records, all the inbound traffic, outbound traffic. And it started off fine. It was it was it did. fine. And then halfway through, it started to fall apart. And it was too late for me to recover. Like it was too late. Right. And I knew it was trouble, but I couldn't do anything about it. And we wound up going over our time allotment. So we didn't finish the second group and we certainly didn't get to the third group. And right, I, which I, was scheduled, yeah. The client was a little upset or concerned, I should say, maybe not upset. They were asking right. questions, which is justified. But at the same time, you know, I was trying to give them everything they had, you know, asked for. Asked for, right, right. And without all that lead time to know and, and troubleshoot that you could make it work, right. you didn't quite have it. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So, so we didn't, we didn't succeed much on day one and they wanted to know why they wanted to know what we were going to do to prevent it. They wanted to have backup plans for day two, which was today. Mm -hmm. Right now, today is Friday. This was Tuesday, the first record. Mm -hmm. So the problem with all of the stuff leading up to Friday was that there were about 18 other little tasks to be done <laughs> in that time, including, you know, a, a mental health day with a friend who's, you know, suffering from a, a brain cancer. Oh, yeah. So, you know, talk about just a flood of, you know, stress and emotions and all this stuff. So it's a perspective check. Yeah. So Friday morning before this rev the day two of the shark tank yeah i have a major test of another live stream job which is using these new intonor bonded cellular backpacks i've talked about them on past podcasts well today was the first stress test at the location on the golf course with some crew and some some golfers not the real deal, but a pro right. at the course. And, but we were actually testing with the redundant satellite uplink path. And this was all stressful because the satellite uplink added a six-figure dollar amount to the budget. And the budget, you know, was, you know, maybe just at six figures. Now we're basically doubling it because we needed redundancy. More. And there was a fair amount of stress from the client that I was feeling. I was feeling the stress because I had recommended all of these pieces and it was definitely gonna work. And now it was time for brass tacks. So 7 a.m. this morning, I am testing with 
the satellite, with the Steadicam, with the Intenor, and the crew, and <laughs> and then I know in the back of my head I've got this other major job bearing down on me in just a few hours. Just after lunchtime. Just after lunchtime, and it is like my mind is just going in 13 different directions. Right. And And luckily, the first part of my day on my side went really well really well but you know it wasn't due to any shortage of teamwork and i thank you tom for being on the other line talking with the vendor getting the satellite latency thing worked out like it's right, just right. more it's more than one person can do Right. No. And that's that's what we love about it. I think that's our greatest strength. And sometimes what holds us back the most is that we love the minutia of trying to figure out how to make things work, you know, and when it works, it works great. And when you have those problems, sometimes it's, you know, it's it's a little tough to work through. Right. Right. So so we got through the first part <laughs> of the morning and then we had a little little respite or you might have had a little respite. I didn't have any respite. And then we no, had... I'll say I didn't. No, I had no respite. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then we pick up with this, you know, round two of the Shark Tank. And this time I, I said, okay, I'm not going to give you the extra stuff. I'm not going to do the double documents and the right. loops of the NDI. But I knew that we had this. They wanted to do an eight-person presentation. And I wanted to see all eight presenters on the screen at the same time. Right. And Tom, and what could your computer hold? What, what, Tom, what, what's I'm, the threshold? I'm <laughs> telling you what, this was seven producers, eight inbound presenters, four judges. I mean, oh. the data, the data, I think it said gigabyte. I, I couldn't tell on my stat counter, but I was into <laughs> the gigabytes on data. And right. It was a stress because I knew if it went bad, the whole job was going to be in jeopardy, literally in jeopardy, or, or that's a different right, game after show. Right, Tuesday. Yeah. The, the whole job would be in the shark tank. and uh, <laughs> Would be in a tank of sharks. So now the software, the Mimo software, which I love, doesn't have a mechanism to put eight boxes on the screen at the same time. It, right. it doesn't have that. And I emailed the developer, and this is what's great about working with a small development team. They're brothers. And I said, hey, guys, I need to do this. Can you build X for me? And these are, this is what I needed to do. I needed, I need a, I need a you know, four by three video box, four on each row, two rows, and I need to be able to scale and position the video so that each person looks about the same size in the boxes. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I said, I need it in two days. I said, yeah, okay. And it's <laughs> going to cost, you know, X amount of dollars. I'm like, fine, do it. They're working on it. They send me like a, a first pass at it on Wednesday. I looked at it. It looked good, but it didn't have any of the positionals. And of course I had no way to stress test it. So they send me the final version on Thursday night. Now, of course, we're doing the show Friday. Go time is 1 o'clock Friday, yeah. 1 o'clock Friday. So there is absolutely <laughs> zero time to test. So we get the box up. I get the people coming into the room. The, the 
you know, the custom work is working great. They come in, they're almost in the right size automatically. And I am tweaking right. it and I love the ability to tweak it. And I'm like, man, this is killer. Like this is a killer, killer tool. Then we're about to start the show. <laughs> and I have the, I have this little uh, stream deck box. I got a little um, 15 key stream deck uh, remote and I have it programmed for certain uh, functions in the MIMO. So I hit I hit the show start button, which triggers all of my records, all the ISOs, right. all the programs. And I immediately start seeing red warning lights coming up. Oh, you had no time? It just immediately went to warnings? Immediately, immediately warnings. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, hold up, guys. I can fix this. And it's saying basically um, the, the destination has performance issues, which means you know, it's not recording right. I go, okay. Now this is a, um, a four NVMe raid. This is a, like a eight terabyte raid that has over 2,500 megabytes per second of read, write. Right. It's the fastest thing I have to write data. And I've had no problems with it. And I'm writing H264. So, it shouldn't it's, be. It but. shouldn't be overloading. <laughs> and it hadn't been overloading on any of them, but this is an eight person present, you know, presentation team. So it was more, it was five more than anything we had tested before. Right. Plus an eight box record with, you know, uh, offsets and scaling issues. And, you know, God yeah. knows what you were looking at software wise. Yeah. So. <laughs> immediately it goes red. I stopped the whole thing because they just started the presentation. I stopped it. I said, give me a minute. I went back in and I saw it was recording. I looked at um, the files. They were there. There were size to them. I ran a quick Blackmagic speed test on the RAID. It was still reading and writing at over 2,000 megabytes a second. I go, you know, I don't think it's a, a disk performance issue. So right. I, I checked all the paths, made sure they were all good, started the show again, and it's all red. It's it's just <laughs> red like a Christmas tree, lights up. And I'm sitting back here going, What am I in for on the interview side? What am I what's going on? Right. So <laughs> so I stop it one more time and I think I don't remember if I closed the document or not. I don't I don't think I did. But I tried to, so I, I started opening up some of the monitoring tools for the system processes. Yep. And I saw that that layer was using high processor, CPU, GPU. It was it was in the red. It, it has like a little, like yeah. a graph, like a, you know, like a VU meter. I was maxed in the red. And I'm like, well, it still says it's recording. It says it's dropping frames, but it looks like it's actually writing files. It's not like it's not writing them. So Maxed I in made, the red on a tricked out Mac Pro. Tricked out Mac <laughs> Pro. So yeah. I made the decision to just go with it. And I figured if it died, I would just, you know, hold my head and say, go ahead and chop. And, <laughs> you know, it ran for 30 minutes and it was blinking and flashing and screaming and you know it didn't crash for whatever that's worth that's pretty amazing 
but my my hands were shaking. I was really stressed <laughs> out about it. And at the end of it, when it stopped and we moved on to the next team, I quickly checked some of the files and they were dropping frames in the record because the encoding, I don't know if it was right. the H.264. I don't know if I did ProRes, if it would have been better. It's really hard to say, you know, which would have maxed out first, the, the disk or the or the encoding. But, right, but that's a good question because you don't know if it was the scaling issues that it had to take issue with in real time. You know, had you not made any of those changes, would it have been okay? You know, so that's it's stuff that, you know, you need that testing time to figure out. And, and you know, so so we get through that and we finish the show. We had a couple of little technical issues, but yeah, at the end of the day, the client calls me for the postmortem. I said, listen, I said, I know it wasn't perfect. I said, but considering you gave me, you know, seven days heads up on this and we pulled off a fairly complex show. Right. With two people, me and you, <laughs> yeah. two people and a couple of computers and some software. Like we did something that, you know, in a broadcast environment would have been like three or four control rooms and at least 50 people. At least, yeah, exactly. And I said, I said, listen, I said, if we had some tech rehearsal time, meaning we got each team in, we went through it a few times, we would have known right away that this wasn't gonna work. Right. I mean, we would have known. And he goes, yeah, I know, I get it, I get it. And you know, I wasn't sure all of the clients felt that way or not, but then I saw an email today at the end of the day, and they said, you know, listen, we accomplished something. It was never done before. So I think they feel pretty oh, good about cool. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think when you're dealing with people that don't understand all the technology, they're like, it's just another Zoom meeting. And they don't know all that goes into what you're trying to do. You know, so you got you to think about that. You do. We're treading in new territory right now. This Absolutely. is really unproven. But I will say that... It was exciting on some level. It was very stressful on another level. <laughs> and I'm sure that, you know, I will run short of tequila tonight to uh, <laughs> to calm myself down. Well, I think you should begin the calming process right now because just to look back at what you tried to do and to see where you were and to have the perspective, you know, it, 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 it came through pretty well. It did. And, you know, for next time, whatever job that is next time, like I'll know so much more. Like I'll be so far ahead of the game right. the next time around. And that's for me what I'm in it for. So Exactly. We need to check. We need to test. We need to do this because we know what the limitations are. And right. You know, and right. Now made it happen. Now I just have to make a whole bunch of notes so I don't forget what I learned. Well, you had this podcast to go back on. So. That's why I do this podcast. Many people <laughs> think it's a vanity thing. No, it's just no. to help me remember where I was and who I was talking exactly. to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Tom, I thank you. I thank you for your, uh, your friendship and your professionalism and your um, ability to not criticize my harebrained ideas. No, dude. Cheers to pushing the envelope and making things happen and knowing where it'll be on the other side. 
For this week in production, I'm Art Aldridge. See you next week. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601-564-TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.